and welcome to Women in the Business Arena. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Shuk Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Every week, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We reframe the lens on business so women just like you know how to achieve not just success, but fulfillment and freedom. We've learned through decades of being entrepreneurs, mothers, and multiple business owners how to conquer the business arena. And the thousands of women we have worked with have given us insights and wisdom to share with you. We get honest, vulnerable, and real about what we've seen and experienced. We would love for you to join us in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. And if you want to get even more support, visit womeninthebusinessarena.com. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my gorgeous co-host, Laura Shikuzman. Hey, Laura. Hey, lovely. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Traveling, uh, taking the family on a nomadic trip around the world. And guess what? That's going to be our topic today. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! I love it. I yeah. love traveling. And I actually... Um, haven't done the kind of traveling you're doing right now in a while. So I'm going to live vicariously through you as you tell us about your adventures. Yeah. Well, and I think what's interesting is that this is such a popular vision or a popular goal with a lot of entrepreneurs. They want to be independent, you know, location independent. They want to be able to travel around the world. They want to be able to take their family, some of them if they have families. So I think this is a very sort of inspired vision. And I think it would be cool through my process over the next two years to really talk about, you know, what's the reality of it? What are some things that we need to be prepared for in our businesses? How does it really work? What are some of the details. And listeners, if there's anything specific that you really want to know um, about my trip, about nomadic living in general, about how you do it, you know, definitely pop into our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena, and ask questions because I'm happy to answer anything. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Laura, have you ever had this vision? Well, yeah. You know, I, I well, the last time that I was in your shoes, I was more in the younger in my years. And I had my daughter who was a year old and I moved from California to Sweden. Mm. And my um, daughter's father was going to school there and getting his uh, master's degree in law. And I was doing independent research on attachment and um, like mother's subjectivity, our sense of self when we mother across borders. So I was pretty much like doing kind of the academic life. And then I had the baby and I was interacting with a lot of moms and dads there in Sweden. So I actually had a lot of, um, a lot of fun and I learned a lot, but then I can't quite imagine doing that now. Cause I was 20, mm, 28, 29. Um, and now I'm in my forties. Yeah, <laughs> and so I know, and like, and you've got teens and you've got, um, you know, a little one. So I think it's interesting how when we do this at different times in our life too, we're going to realities. And for me having a little, little, just a one, one year old, I could just strap her on my hip and I just took her everywhere that I went. And I also went into a country that was super family friendly and kid friendly. And so there were a lot of accommodations that were made for me to be able to be out and about and do my work and have my kid on my hip. So I was very grateful for that. 
Yeah, I think, and I think that's it. I think you have to look at stages because definitely what I've seen so far, you know, in my experience, which we're about, you know, uh, maybe five weeks in, you know, what, what I've seen so far is that, you know, it is very different when you're young. So there's you know quite a lot of singles living the nomadic lifestyle and they're traveling. They have sort of less baggage, if you will, less family, yeah. less things yeah. to deal with. So that's a very different experience than when you do have kids, when you are running a full business as well, like a lot of freelancers that, you know, that's what I'm seeing sort of in the nomadic lifestyle. Uh, there's a lot of freelancers, a lot of, you know, people who are doing digital work. And, and so for them, it's not that they, they can kind of do it at any time and they can kind of fulfill fill a few clients and make the income they need, especially if they're single um, and living in a country like Bali or something like that. But I, I feel like as a if you have a family, there definitely is more preparation that you have to do. There's more sort of strategicness you have to do in order to make it work. And if you're running a full business, that also becomes some strategic thinking in where are you going to get quality Wi-Fi? Where can you actually meet with clients if that's what you're doing online? You know, where can you function in a way that's full so that you're still living, you know, a lifestyle and travel in some relaxation, but you're also running a business. So I think it just sort of depends on your situation and what stage you're in. Yeah, absolutely. Now, for all those listeners out there that don't know exactly your story, Sonia, and like how this dream started, can you set the stage of, um, can you say in now, like what, what led you up to this or kind of where is this going for you? Yeah. So, so, you know, I've always wanted to travel and my original idea was to travel when I was really young and that just didn't happen for multiple reasons. And, and I, although I have been in multiple countries, so, you know, I was in the U.S., that's where I was brought up. I met my husband eight years ago who was in Australia. We met on eHarmony. That's a classic love story if you haven't heard it. But, <laughs> but we, hey, we, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's really great. And we met and I, you know, moved to Australia with my older daughter who's now 16. And then together, my husband and I had a child who's now four. So, you know, it's been an adventure around the world in that aspect. But one of the things that we really wanted to do is my husband was in corporate for, you know, decades and he was not enjoying it, not feeling like he'd found his real stride and what he wanted to create. And so we we made a plan, you know, that eventually as my business was growing, we'd get to a point where I could, you know, retire him from corporate. So he might help my business a little bit. He's got skills in finance, which is always helpful. And, you know, but it was really about him figuring out what he wants to do. And so that's mm-hmm. really what we've sort of had on the cards for a long time. And and it was really this year that we decided, okay, we're at the stage that, you know, you are now able to retire from corporate, join my business, we'll figure out what we want to do. And when that happened, we were like, you know what, we're totally location independent. Like my business is fully run online. I've been working, you know, towards that for a while. And and so really we could live anywhere. So let's do it. And I think our for us, our kids were at a good stage. Like our, our older child has just finished year 10 and she's kind of over school. And so we're like, okay, well, we can world school her. But the little one is not yet started school. She's going to be really good at school. So she's got two years before like official school starts. So we're like, okay, let's take the next two years, travel around the world, have an experience, figure out what we want what we like, what we don't like, and also where we want to live. I mean, we're really privileged in that, you know, we can live in the U.S., in Australia, in New Zealand, in Europe. My husband has European citizenship as well. So, you know, we're able to to live a lot, you know, wherever we want to sort of settle down. So this became, you know, our vision. We implemented it fairly quickly. 
And we just decided, mm-hmm. let's let's do it. Let's go on an adventure of a lifetime. The kids will have an amazing experience. We have no idea the realities of it. And this is the thing that I, I think, you know, I thought about prior is it's one thing to sort of have the dream and we're traveling and it's amazing and it's but it's not like a vacation. You're you don't have a home to go to back to. You know, you're 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 traveling for long periods of time. And I think there has to be strategies in that that allow for more grace, more ease, especially with a family. That's what we found. Yeah, I love that. Um, and, you know, the pulling back the veil on things we do here on this podcast. So mm-hmm. I like that you're saying like, let's look at the realities of what this is, because often people can dream and they can get really excited, but not think about all of the logistics or just the, some of the challenges. And we, of course, don't see that because when you go online and you look at the digital nomad um, Instagram accounts or the <laughs> people that are doing it, you know, it's just like beautiful images of these gorgeous places all over the world and are there sitting on the beach. And so that we get a lot of very picturesque you know, images back at us that's like, wow, that must be amazing and perfect. So I think it's good that we talk about the, all the advantages. And like you said, being a global citizen for a bit and having that privilege, um, that's something that not everybody has. So knowing like if it's something that you're able to do, just having some gratitude that you can move across continents and different countries in that way. And then realizing that, oh, but there's going to be some interesting things along the way. And even vacations are kind of like that. You know how we can get so excited about the vacation (laughs) and it's just going to be perfect. And then like your kid gets the flu, like the day that you arrive at the beach or whatever, you know, like things do happen. That's what life's about. So I think people sometimes forget that life is still going to be life. Your business is still going to have the same responsibilities and the stress levels. You're just going to be in a different location. So how like your kind of rhythms and adjust and let them shift and yeah, and kind of roll with these different things that come your way. Yeah. And, and I think I am pretty good at navigating things and I love newness. I love flow. I love um, sort of spontaneity. So this kind of lifestyle works really well for me in general. But I think what listeners need to realize with business <clears throat> is that you need to be at a certain stage of stability because you're changing literally everything. Like you're changing your environment constantly or whether you stay in places like we're trying to sort of move to places for at least a month to three months so that we actually sort of get an experience of it and we're able to settle down before we pick up and travel again. But I think, you know, depending on what you're doing, even even with that, you need to be sure that your business is somewhat stabilized because you're shifting so much. Your family is shifting. If you have a family, that is a whole nother level of sort of complexity. Your family is shifting. There's no more routines. There's, you know, no normal food wherever you are. You know, like all the sort of comforts and the this, this structure and the, you know, the things you've become a common, you know, like a used to that, you know, mm-hmm. accommodate kind of your schedule and your ability to function and work. That's not there. So if your business is already sort of unstable, then that's just going to be so much stress when you're traveling and moving. Whereas when you have some of your business stable, you really have some of your patterns down in business. So for instance, like the two main pieces of my business, which is like doing sales calls and, and sort of implementing the sales process, 
and delivering to my clients, those things are super stabilized. So, you know, even though some of the other pieces I found are more challenging to keep implementing, so like content, marketing, you know, some of those extra things, I can easily move from place to place and get those two basic pieces of my business done. Like I can absolutely have sales calls anytime. I can absolutely deliver to my clients anytime. And as long as I have those two things, my business keeps running. But I think a lot of people aren't stabilized in that process. And they go on a nomadic trip thinking it's going to be fun, and they don't realize that their business is not quite ready because it's just going to be a lot of stress, a lot of instability on top of just, you know, the natural things of like you no longer have a routine. You no longer have your favorite places to go eat. You no longer, you know, depend, especially depending on where you go. If you go to another country where you're really navigating a new culture and totally new things, you know, I think it's something to consider. Yeah, agreed. And, you know, the psychological so that's um, really checking in and make sure you're moving around for the right reasons that you're locating, you're going on to on a nomadic um, rhythm because it really is the thing for you, like all of the thought that you put into it. Um, Sonia, like you guys maybe executed on it pretty quickly, but you and your husband had talked about this for quite some time. You sort yep. of knew the things that you were going to need to accomplish before it was time. Um, and so just really people understanding, I think that there is quite a lot of psychological preparation that goes into it. And then also being mindful, moving your business to a new location, to trying to be location independent, but like want to go to this beautiful space where I'm just going to feel amazing because it's a different location. That's, that's a big distraction. Like you have to be careful. Mm. You're not falling into a trap of just taking kind of like when somebody breaks up and they're grieved, really sad. And they're like, I'm just going to move to a new city and everything's going to be awesome, you know, because yeah. yeah. I'm somewhere new and I won't think about that person. Yeah. And it's like, so I think sometimes people will do that with their business. It's not working out right now. It's not making me happy now. So I'm just going to move it. I'm going to move myself. And so that's just something I can see from a psychological lens might be, um, a little dangerous if people aren't examining their true need and desire for that nomadic lifestyle. Yeah. And again, I think, you know, it depends on your situation. Like if you are a young person and you are quite free and you don't need to make a huge amount of income. So, you know, you can travel to exotic places and experience things and, you know, maybe have a few clients here and there and work here and there. And I could have done that a lot earlier on in my life. But when you've got family, it really is a different ballgame. You know, you are navigating, like in our family, we're navigating four to five people's needs, you know, so yeah. it's, you know, <laughs> just like food is an issue, like you're trying to find food that the kids will eat. Is really challenging or, you know, just new lifestyles. You know, we're in Bali at the moment. So the heat, you know, is really challenging for the kids as well or the mosquitoes or, you know, whatever. So you're, you're yeah. sort of navigating these really interesting pieces and you don't realize how much that affects your business, how much that affects your capacity to function in your business properly. I mean, like I said, I feel like I'm pretty capable. And yet I found a lot of challenges, especially in the few, first few weeks, to really be able to um, put have the attention and the capacity to, to function at a normal level in my business. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because you have a lot of energy that's going to checking out the environment. And like you said, um, shifting, adjusting, mm. looking for food, making sure you have shelter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's not always just you plop down and then you're just ready to get to work. So yeah. that might be something too. Um, I see sort of a 
a checklist preparation thing that you might be working on as you go through your travels. Like these are all the things to think about before you set out on a nomadic um, trip for your business or shift for your family. And then here are the things to do once you land at each location. So there's like an orientation process that Mm. really you're going to have to give yourself time to orient to wherever you've just landed, get the family oriented, understand sort of where those new parameters are before you can dive deep into the creative work of your business or even like feel um, that you can produce a lot for clients, I would think from an energy standpoint. Yeah. And that's why the more stable your processes are where you don't have to put a super amount of creative thinking, you know, so like I was saying with my sales and delivery, that's really easy. That's, you know, effortless for me. So those things don't require a huge amount of creativity or, you know, investing of time and attention, but like new marketing efforts, new lead generation techniques, things that require a lot of creativity, writing content, you know, those kind of things, you just, you're, they're harder to do when you're also navigating all these sort of extra things that you have to think about. And I think it's really important. And sometimes we don't think about like some of the basic things, like, can I get really proper Wi-Fi? You know, like, I mean, which is like so imperative (laughs) when you're running an online business, you know, and you're navigating Wi-Fi or, you know, um, we've just had some really interesting experiences so far where, you know, like our Wi-Fi went down in the the villa that we're staying in. And so then, you know, luckily there's a co-working space where we are. And we had to think about that. I mean, I was very strategic in planning where we're going to make sure there is co-working co-working facilities, at least nearby, if I need to access them, to make sure that there's Wi-Fi, to make sure that, you know, there's enough Western stuff, like, for instance, we're in Bali now, make sure there's enough Westerners around that my kids are comfortable. So it's half and half. You know, we've got some culture, but there's something familiar. I mean, like, literally, my kids have been living on pizza and quesadillas. Like, it's like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't get them to try any of the local food. So, you know, either they starve or they eat pizza and quesadillas. So, you know, this is like, you know, the kind of things that you're navigating and and looking at and trying and just being able to access some of the things that are really important. And so, you know, what I would say is if you're planning this, you really want to be strategic. You want to plan places that you have some familiarity with or you've done your research on. You want to make sure that you're carrying some of the things that are really important for your family because you may not be able to access them somewhere else. And, and just really making sure that there's you know some resources you need. So for me, I always want to make sure there's a co-working space so that if my Wi-Fi goes down wherever I'm at in my Airbnb or wherever we're staying, I'm able to you know really quickly go to a co-working space and then use that for Wi-Fi so that I'm not discontinuing my clients and my sales calls and all the pieces that I need. So, yeah, there's a lot to to kind of think about and navigate. And even just time zones, navigating your time zone so that your clients actually know that you're in a different one. (laughs) That you remember (laughs) Yeah. And so let me tell you just a little bit about that, because I think anyone who's traveling, like you don't think sometimes about logistics. So one of the things is we um, obviously have changed phones. Like we've we've moved to a different country. Therefore, we've changed SIM cards and changed phone numbers. And sometimes you don't realize all the implications of that. So, so many of our programs, banking, everything has access to check security with our phone. (laughs) And so we've been locked out of banking. We've been locked out of, you know, a lot of different sort of programs, you know, not having having the the phones anymore and having to sort of go through this really long process. Or uh, Indonesia is one of those places where um, a lot of people are, I guess, they, they are worried about security. So you might log into something that normally has no, you know, issue, but then they make you jump through hoops because you're coming from Indonesia. <clears throat> so there's no. all these really interesting things 
that you don't think about in terms of, you know, all of the pieces you have to change in your business around phone numbers, you know, email addresses, countries, time zones. I, I have a little list that every country I go to, there's about 10 programs I have to change my time zone in each time I move to a different country or a different time zone. So, you know, it's like, it's great. Now I have yeah. a little checklist that says, right. okay. I move time zone now, change these 10 things. But you don't think about sort of all the different pieces, especially if you have automations or you have systems where people are booking in calls with you. And, you know, if they book it in the wrong time because you didn't have something set right, then you, you know, you can get all sort of discombobulated. So there's just, there's a lot, I think, you know, there's so many beautiful benefits of doing the nomadic lifestyle and traveling. Like one of the intentions really for us was to be able to, to stir things up in our family. I felt like everybody was getting too comfortable in routines and electronics and you know, I wanted some shifting and some stirring up and newness. And and so that was one of the intentions. And that's awesome. You know, you can definitely get that in nomadic lifestyle. Um, and that brings with it conflict sometimes and challenge and, you know, um, stubbornness from kids and all kinds of things like that. But, you know, it's a, it's a really powerful and beautiful experience. But I think, you know, that brings up another thing that when you decide to do something like this, I think you need to be really clear about what your intention is. Um, you know, what do you want to experience out of it? because that will really sort of dictate and determine some of what you do. Yes. Yeah. So important. Like what's, what is your intention? And I think that was what I was referring to earlier is that sometimes there can be some unexamined motivations that might yeah. lead you astray where you might be going because you think an instant fix will happen if you just change your locale or you're really unhappy with something. And, um, but when you're really clear that, like you said, one of the most common reasons I think that people do travel outside of their, um, their familiar environment is because it does help you think outside of the box. When you go into something completely different than what you're used to, then it prompts your brain to start searching for new data. It's like helps you feel more creative and like you've said, shakes things up. So I think that's one of the, and it's one of the advantages of the, the fact that so many people now can travel and experience each other's cultures. Mm. I know Americans, Americans get a really bad rep because what they love to do, and I've seen them do it. I actually, Canadian sometimes I have to admit, sorry, <laughs> listeners, but I'm like, any Americans are offended by that, but you've probably done the same because, you know, like I was the loud Americans in the middle of some place where they were not assimilating at all into, <laughs> into that culture. And they were just like wanting um, something to be what they were used to, you know, when yeah. I go to the rest, you know, so I see Americans like travel and then I'll just go to the restaurants that they recognize and stuff. Um, so our culture is kind of guilty of that, but there's so many Americans that don't do that either, but you know, you don't really experience your new environment unless you're willing to shed the old, um, belief systems and the old ways of doing and get really curious about, well, I want, I wonder why they do it like this here. And that mm. can be really good for your business because yeah. maybe like you said, there's things that you're stuck in. You've been doing something in your business the same way. And then all of a sudden you experience a new way of doing something. You witness someone else's process or businesses um, approach. So I think that can be really exciting to kind of shake people up from like this cultural perspective in which they don't even often know that they're blind, you know? 
Yeah. Look, I think that's, it's great. And I also think I would say take a gradient approach. For instance, you know, you don't want to come to a place like Bali or Indonesia or, you know, China or and go right into the culture stuff like 100 percent because you do have to be careful about like the food yeah. and the water. <laughs> don't drink the water. Know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So like there is like things that will affect you on a very deep level. I remember my husband talks about a story how he lived in China for a while and he was, you know, everybody was always like, don't drink the water don't you even use the water to brush your teeth and he was like oh well every you know everybody here does it so I'll just you know brush my teeth with the tap water and oh man he talks about how he was sick for like two weeks like it was so bad so you know you you do want to sort of take a gradient approach you want to you know, look for places that are that are sort of in between if that's what you're doing. And especially if you have kids, you want to be careful, obviously, of their health sure. and, and what's going on. But I think it is great to be able to to dabble into that um, that culture and allow yourself to to experience it. That's one reason why I like where we're at, particularly in Bali, um, which is Chenggu, because it's very mixed. Like it still yeah. is very Balinese, but it still is also very Western. And you've you've got a bit of a familiar it's kind of like a gradient approach for the kids so they get to experience some of the culture we're living in a private villa you know so there's and there's lots of the the Balinese around which is amazing and you get to see some of their religious cultures because they they're quite religious they have lots and and lots of sort of um you know ceremonies and mm-hmm. you know and and praying to the gods and you know there's a like we have a little um sort of temple in the back of our of, of our villa. And so we have someone who comes every day and she places offerings and, you know, it's really beautiful. So you get to experience some of that culture. But, you know, when the kids are really tired of everything and they just want a pizza or they just want to watch right. video games or, you know, whatever, watch a movie, like our Apple TV has been really, really helpful. Like, <laughs> I highly suggest bring your Apple TV with you wherever you go. Like, you know, you just have those yeah. moments where it's just better to sort of normalize uh, rather than having so much change and shifting. And so, so you know, I think that these are all really cool things to think about, um, you know, and on the benefit side, the, I love the newness. Like, I love not knowing where we're going to be you know, in next month. I mean, we know like we're, we're sort of planning about three to f- six months ahead. So, you know, we kind of know the country and we might have an Airbnb booked for three to six months ahead, but we still don't know what our reality will be like. You know, we don't know, right. uh, you know, what will the Airbnb really be like or, you know, what will the neighborhood be like and where will we go eat and what will we do? And, you know, it's I love not knowing. And I think that's such a beautiful piece of the experience is that it's it's new and it's surprising and it's it's open to adventures. I mean, you know, we we had a really challenging day a couple days ago. You know, we went on an adventure and there was just all it was like this comedy of errors, all these things happening in bad <laughs> moods. And but some of the stuff that happened, like we'll laugh about for for years. Like we went to the monkey forest, which I don't know if anybody's heard of the the Bali monkeys, but like, you know, they're very cheeky. They'll come and they'll take stuff and like, you you know, we all had all of our things in pockets or whatever, so they couldn't take anything. But I'm holding my daughter, and they come and they take her Havanas <laughs> like off her feet, <laughs> and you can't gone. get them back. Like, you know, I try to get back, and it's hissed at me. You know, so so it was like, so she's just shoeless at the moment. You know, like we just bought them yeah. for her, and you know, these it's just, but it's now it's like the funniest story. You know, it's like yes. oh, the monkeys stole my like daughter's shoe. When the monkey took your shoes. Yes. <laughs> it's right. Like you're oh. making all these really 
wonderful memories. And, you know, in the issues with the kids, I think that's really what's um, nice about talking about your experience right now, Sonia, is that a lot of people don't know if they could do it because they think of all the different issues. Oh, but my kids, they're in school and like, I'm just going to have to wait till my kids finish school or I have to do it before my kids start. But you're making a good point that there are you know, different, even like with your, your teenager, she's at a point where she could just be kind of unschooling or global school or, you know, homeschool. Like there are lots of different, in different options. There's online classes, a lot of support out there for education. So if you're Mm. on the fence about, you know, your kids in their education, I just encourage listeners to think and research some of those options. And, you know, sometimes people are afraid that their kids won't um, want to be uprooted, but some kids are really adventurous and Mm. they want to do that. They're ready to go. They're ready to have a change. And then they get to come back, you know, next year and tell their kids, their friends all about where they were traveling. So there's lots of interesting things that um, I would, you know, I just, I hear people have limiting beliefs around their ability to do a nomadic lifestyle when they have kids and yeah. I think that it's just a, um, yeah, like I said, limiting belief. I mean, even when we were, um, when I was, you know, what I was saying, 28, and I had my daughter who was one, you know, we basically said, yeah, we're just going to go to Europe. We're going to be like backpack Europe. And then we're going to be like living in Sweden. We're going to go to Brussels and then come back in, to Canada. And people just thought we were insane. Like, you can't do all of that with your kid. Like, how are you just going to do that with a family? Like, it's time to settle down, you know? Yeah. And we were like, no, that's not where we are. You know, that's not where we are. And so we just have to be mindful of where are we having limiting beliefs sometimes around yeah. what we can and cannot do. And that's what I think is really inspiring when I see people travel and, and just break open the box and do things differently. And, and a little plug for co-working, which you've already done, but the co-working availability is Mm. so much greater than it used to be. The co-working spaces, they are not, you're just like, you know, um, internet cafe. They are, you know, often very decked out spaces, like with the technology and the Wi-Fi, And like you said, it depends on which ones you go to, but um, beautiful spaces, some on the beach, some that cater towards a digital nomad um, membership. Like you meet other people that are traveling. If you're going to stay somewhere a long time, that way you can have community and not feel so isolated. So there are a lot of resources out there. I think as the workforce becomes more and more remote and as the possibilities for workers and entrepreneurs to travel and take their job with them. Yeah, look, I would highly, highly recommend going to locations where there's co-working spaces because, yeah, they're in like, for instance, the the space I'm in here, which is um, called the dojo in, the, in this particular uh, in Bali and Chengdu. It's great. And the thing is, is that if I was here longer, like we were only here for you know a little over a month, um, if I was here longer, I would really get involved in the community. Like, you know, there's mm-hmm. lots of speaking opportunities. There's client opportunities, marketing opportunities, learning opportunities. Like there's so much great because there's like, uh, you know, hundreds of people here who are all traveling or living here or, you know, it's a, it's, so it's a really great environment to, to help you settle down in your business more. And like I said, the infrastructure as far as like Wi-Fi and, you know, the ability to keep working is really, really important. And so, you know, I find that that's um, really beautiful to kind of utilize that. And one of the things I was going to go back to what you're saying as well is 
A couple things I would highly recommend in terms of uh, bringing kids and like, you know, Laura was saying, sort of shifting some of those limiting beliefs. If you've got really young kids where you can pack them on you, like wrap them, pack them, like they're the easiest to bring. So the young kids are easy, especially if you're breastfeeding, if you're, you know, like they're so easy to travel everywhere. (laughs) So that's the whole thing. And even for like our four-year-old, we got like a backpack that is um, really soft and easy to carry and pack. But, like, it's been invaluable because even though four, she's big and old, I think the backpack goes up to, like, 27 kilos, you can, you know, she gets tired easily. So we might be walking or trekking somewhere, and she just doesn't want to walk anymore. And then we're like, well, we can't bring a pram. We can't bring, you know, these sort of different strollers. So it's great to have, like, be able to just pack her on our back. If she's really tired, she can just sleep on our back, you know, if we're in the airport really late. So there's certain things that make it really easy. And and with, you know, regards to sort of school, one of the things I was going to suggest as well is that you create a structure. So what we've done is we've looked at how do we want to structure so that we can have some semblance of a routine even as we're traveling. So we've made it to where we have certain days that are work days, certain days that will be school days for my year 10, you know, or she'll be in year 11. You know, certain days will be school days and and we'll look at, you know, sort of hack schooling her, looking at what she's really interested in learning, helping her be part of our business. And then days that we find childcare support or nannies for our younger one. And then days where we have family days and days where we, you know, move from places to place. So you can actually create sort of somewhat of a routine and structure that allows you to have, you know, some stability and and like some structure for the kids, but not too much. You know, I think that's like there's this balance that you really can have when you're traveling that allows you to have that, you know, freedom and spontaneity and support, but also some structure that allows you to stay grounded. Yeah. And I love that you're trying to root down least a month to three months somewhere because that mm. gives the kids a little bit more of that stability as well to to get used to their surroundings. Um, the if you're moving too quickly, that can be probably difficult on the whole family. Not enough time to kind of stabilize before you're already um, up in the taking the tent up again and pitching it somewhere else. <laughs> So. Yeah, and the traveling piece is the is part of the hard part, like the moving from location and getting established in a new place, figuring out where you can eat, where the grocery stores are, where. So we've sort of established where well, we've got two days where we travel. So I don't I don't schedule any calls or anything when we're moving to a location, and we've got those two days where we can you know travel, sleep, and get adjusted to the time zone. You know, go get our groceries and stock the kitchen full of food for the kids so they're happy. You know, kind of get a familiar with the area. Where can the kids go? Where can we go? So I think you know there's there's just some really great strategies, and and it's just about being able to design it to what you want to experience, and that goes back to your intention. So, you know, well, I'm sure I'll be sharing a lot about, you know, this, this lifestyle, some of my learnings from it and my experiences from it on the podcast and in some of my other social media. But I I think if you're considering it, the key is really looking at what do you want to create with it? What's your intention for it? And what's the the sort of um, necessary structures that you need to create, both in your business, which is really about, you know, making sure it's stabilized and ready for the move. And, you know, sometimes you can, like, I help all of my clients in the Women in the Arena program stabilize their business and make it independent, you know, independent 
location, location independent. That's, I always get them backwards. Um, mm-hmm. Location independent. That's my intention with every single person. They don't have to be traveling or being nomads, but they have the ability to move wherever they need to. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, you can get support and help from people uh, to look at your business and determine what do you need to shift and change? What needs to be stabilized so that you're ready? You know, kind of like a readiness you know, session already or being able to look at that. Um, but I also think, you know, it's just about really thinking and designing your trip so that you know what you want to experience and you're and you're more prepared for it. Yeah, I love all of that. And it's just becoming easier and easier with technology. Um, as I'm a therapist, I used to think, oh, I could never travel. And now there's telemental health. There's all, yeah. all these ways that people, therapists are traveling, seeing clients that are traveling. And um, so, yeah, so definitely a lot of opportunities. So I look forward to hearing more. Um, I'm glad I'm going to get to have these conversations with you, Sonia, as you keep traveling and keep experiencing the nomadic lifestyle. So keep us, keep us informed as we will continue to be curious about it. I will. And thank you. And soon I'll be in Austin with Laura and we're going to do some special things. So we've got some special things coming up in the podcast and uh, we're going to probably do a live event um, in Austin, Texas. And so, you know, be on the listen for some of the things coming up because as we travel, um, Laura and I are going to be hanging out together for a while, which is going to be amazing. No telling what's going to happen when we're in the same room at the same time again. Oh my goodness. (laughs) All right. You all have an amazing week and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Add to the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease. We need more women in power and with the resources to change the world. If you are enjoying the show and want to support our mission, please help us spread the word. You can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who've commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We're so appreciative of your support. Okay, see you next week.